Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 314. A lot of good stuff in store. Yeah, we got a, we got quite a few uh, quite a few songs to talk about, and we got quite a few people to talk to. We do. We're going to be <laughs> including an interview with the band Villain. They're out of Salt Lake City. We've played them before. We're going to be playing them again. Yep, we will <laughs> be playing them a lot, mostly by... Uh, uh, mostly by my hand, and I have interviewed these guys once before. That was back in 2017, or maybe it was 2016. Man, I was going through all my articles that I had <laughs> written in the past, and I forgot. I just didn't look at the year that that article was <laughs> written. But I have interviewed them before. It was when they were like a maybe a year or so old, and well, a lot of time has passed since then, and they're still going. Now there's three chapters, soon to be four. Yep, yep, pretty soon. Pretty soon. You'll know what that means if you don't already when that interview comes around. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> and we're going to get into the episode. So real quick, I'm going to go over some new stuff that has come out, will be coming out. Eric will do the same, and then we'll start into the music as we do. I'm going to start on April 24th. The band Pure Heel, they released Freedom. It's a, listed as a single, but there's three tracks. It's on Irish Voodoo Records. The 25th, Spanish Love Songs released Doom and Gloom Sessions. That's on Pure Noise Records. Half Past Two released a new single called Things You See in Me. Chernobyl released Face All Moor on UBPR. It's an EP on the 26th. Alex Hellcat released a new single, Loyal Companion, on the 27th. The Damned released Darkadelic on the 28th. The Rumperts released New Age Jesus on Spam Records on the 28th. Teenage Bottle Rocket released a new EP, So Dumb, So Stoked, over on Pirates Press Records. Killer Kin released self-titled Killer Kin on Deadbeat Records on the 28th. Senseless released The Samba Sessions on Dammit Records. Narcoleptic Youth did an album release party for One Nation Under Nothing, officially on the 29th. Then on the 2nd, Anti-Lectual released Together on Melodic Punk Style. Uh, Lasso release Ordem Imaginata, Static Shock Records on the 3rd. Coming out on the 4th will be Clayface with Ailments on Horn and Hoof Records. Drain will be releasing Living Proof on Epitaph on the 5th. Galactic Empire releasing Special Edition on Pure Noise Records on the 5th. Reckless Upstarts, We Walk Alone. Uh, they'll be releasing that on Insurgents Records, LSM Vinyl, and Tough Ain't Enough Records. So if you're in Canada, if you're in the U.S., if you're in Europe... You're covered. Otherwise, if you're somewhere else, you probably got to pay more in shipping. But go to one of those labels and you can get it. Uh, out of Ireland, a Ophi, a, I'm sure there's a cool way to pronounce it, A-O-I-F-E. I'm not sure how you pronounce her name, but that is her first name. Then Destruction, she's of Paranoid Visions, doing a solo album called In the Blink of an Eye. It's an EP. It'll be on rotaryvinyl.com. Uh, go look at that on Bandcamp. That'll be on the 5th. The 5th is Bandcamp Friday. So here's a bunch of releases for you. It's this Friday, everybody. Angry Corpses. They are releasing Resurrected, an EP on Upstate Records. Jughead's Revenge releasing Vultures, which is an EP on Spam Records. The Bull Weevils releasing Essential. The Hip Priest releasing Roden House Blues. Boot Boys and Chili releasing uh, Desde el Infierno. 
and then the stress-releasing Never Die EP. A lot of great stuff coming out on Bandcamp Friday. And then finally, I got a few more on the 12th. Dropkick Murphy's releasing Okama Rising. I think that's like a bunch of uh, unplugged folk stuff that they they recorded like in Tulsa. Yeah, that sounds or so, Oklahoma right. or something like that. Anyway, you can go check that out. Neverending Games releasing Outcry on Triple B Records. And then The Old Breed is releasing a split with Squared Off. Love both those bands. That'll be on the 13th. Eric. What do you have to add to the new coming list? Well, the new uh, coming list, I got a bit right here. On the 20th, we had a Portrayal of Guilt releasing Devil Music and Bandit releasing Siege of Power. I'll be talking about them in this episode. Uh, we also had, <laughs> this is a pretty loaded title. First, a split with the band's Total Serial and Prosthetic Urethra of a Savagely Castrated Amputee. Wow, that's yeah, I know. There, huh? <laughs> I thought that was the title of the split, but no, <laughs> that is the band. The title of the split is called Brain Spillage. <laughs> also on the twenty fifth, uh, Downside released their single Cycle of Four. It's for an album that's going to be coming out in May called Dark Patterns and Intrusive Thoughts. I will also be playing that song and a little bit more to it. Uh, on the twenty eighth, Enforce is going to be releasing War Remains, and on the fifth, Drain Living Proof. Nice. So yeah, that's uh that's about all I got for the uh, new releases. I am digging through more. I know that uh, apparently Club Lemon has been a bit busy the past uh, couple years. They've been yeah, aside from releasing underground bands, they've been taking old school bands and re uh, releasing their music. Cool. They've done that with the Verukers. They've done that with Reagan Youth, and they are now doing that with Discharge. Apparently, they are releasing a brand new seven inch. Awesome. I. I'm not sure when it's coming out. I haven't found anything regarding a release date yet, so it's pretty, uh, not exactly hush-hush, but it's uh, kind of like the old days where you're just like <laughs> waiting. You're just kind of going by word of mouth. Right. So yeah, more on that. I'm, just, I'm stoked to listen to some new Discharge. They fucking kick ass. Right. It's good stuff. Well, let's get into actual new music that we're going to be playing. You got oh, something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I you got, just talked about it a second ago. Yeah, I did. It's the downside song, Cycle of Four. Now, these guys are pretty... Uh, I got to say, they are so elusive. <laughs> you want to talk about new? These guys have an Instagram account with only two posts and over 700 followers. How did I find out about them? Well, Last Ride Records Bandcamp. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let me look up downside. This is not the right downside. Downside was a hardcore band back in the '90s who were based out of uh, who were based out of Virginia. Okay. So I was like, that can't be the right one. And lo and behold, no, it's not. This one is from Newcastle, Australia, <laughs> where Last Ride Records is located as well. So, yeah, they're one of the uh, you know ongoing uh, library of bands that are coming out from the down under. I'm pretty stoked. Right. So yeah, Downside, like I said, they have a single out called Cycle of Four, and it's going to be coming out on their album in May. And yeah, I just it came across my radar today. I gave it a listen. I'm like, yeah, you know what? This has got to go on the show. So without further ado, here is the latest, and well, the first from Downside. Okay.
So yeah, that's the uh, that is the Australian downside, the one who is currently active. Though I think the American downside is still active. We've been on a downside for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, but yeah, I got that. Uh, it's got that. F- it's got that fun, jumpy, hardcore with a nice little, uh, nice little downtune tone. So so yeah, obviously I flocked to it. And I'm waiting to see how the rest of this album sounds. Probably pretty similar, but that won't be for another uh, few weeks, so I'll have to sit patiently. <laughs> God damn it. Well, downside, down underside, maybe? <laughs> that, that'll, be the, that'll be the nickname to uh, differentiate between those two bands, at least for me. Maybe it'll catch on, maybe it won't. Who the fuck knows? Anyway, that's downside. Nice. Well, uh, I got a few new ones to play. Uh, first, the band Die Boxwurstbude. Uh, translates from German into English as the sausage stand. Uh, Google Translate says... Die Bockwurstbude. It's a little more concise, a little less pausing, but I more or less had it. Die Bockwurstbude. Die Bockwurstbude. The sausage stand. The Bratwurstbude? Yeah, yes, the bratwurst Buddha, indeed. <laughs> just yeah, now I just pictured a Buddha with a sausage for a head. <laughs> well, they released Siepenhaft, uh, which translates in English as collective punishment. They released that December second of twenty twenty two. They're from Frankfurt, specifically Frankfurt on der Oder in Germany, and on Lake Town Records, this release Siepenhaft came out. The band started around ninety five, ninety six, and I want to thank. Mishka for reaching out, sharing the music. It was only about a month ago, so not everybody I'm quite so far behind on, but I'm trying to keep up. Uh, this release is already, or going to be, no, it's now available on vinyl. There we go. Uh, CD included. And there is a video for the track that we are going to listen to. The track that we are going to listen to is called Scherbenhofen, which translates from German to English as Shards, much shorter, Uh, Here's Google Translate. Scherbenhaufen. Scherbenhaufen. So there you go. Let's check out the track. Here is Die Bockwurstbude.
Zhirbanoffin. What'd you call it? The, the something Buddha? What was it? The, the sausage Buddha? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Let me see the name. Yeah, Bratwurst Buddha. Oh, Bratwurst Buddha. There we go. Yeah, the sausage Sherbin, stand. That's what it translates to. Hoffen. Yeah, sure. Ben Hoffen. <laughs> the Bratwurst Buddha. The, which, again, the sausage stand. Good stuff there. They're out of uh, Germany. Go check them out. Great band out of Frankfurt. Buddha doesn't stand. He sits. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> In all depictions of him. All the statues I've seen. Right. <laughs> That's good stuff. Go check them out. It's on Lake Town Records. Next up, uh, we're going to play a band called The Parasocial Club. They're out of Nashville in Tennessee. I want to thank Greg. Email way back in December. I apologize for not getting it on until now, Greg, but thank you for reaching out. The band, The Parasocial Club, released the single back in December, Choke, off of their what was the upcoming album at the time, Never Mind the Lies. It came out February 17th of this year, so still new stuff. Uh, let's get into that track, that uh, single that came back out in December that you will find on Never Mind the Lies. Once again, thank you, Greg, for sharing it to us. Here we go with the band, The Parasocial Club. <laughs>
that's the parasocial club. What'd you think of that one? Well, I think they sound like old school industrial. I, I was thinking a, the same thing. I heard a lot, a lot of elements of, of that. Yeah, a lot of uh, Nine Inch Nails in there. Right. You know, right down to uh, right down to the vocals. Like when uh, when Trent Reznor gets a little bit more high pitched, that's what this guy was sounding like. I agree. And some of those bands that I was playing as like new metal, but they kind of fit more in that industrial. So like. Crossbreed, if you remember any of these, uh, even Orgy, you know, some of those bands mm. kind of had similar sounds uh, to this as well. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of crossbreeding going on back <laughs> between <laughs> those genres. It was so weird. Well, it's good stuff there. I really dig it. Uh, you should check out the rest of Nevermind the Lies. Thank you again, Greg. That was the Parasocial Club. Go mm -hmm. check out Choke. Yeah, what about what is it with Choke? We have a singer named Choke, yep, and we have a band named Choke, yep, and now we have a song named Choke, and every single one of them are from bands that sound completely different from each other. That is absolutely true. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Choke is from Slapshot. We know Slapshot; they're Boston hardcore, hockey hardcore. Yep, and yeah, Choke. We played them a few episodes ago. They're grind. Yeah, yeah, power violence, power. Yeah, grind violence, whatever the fuck they called themselves. It was very specific. And now we just have a parasocial club with the song Choke. And it's industrial. Maybe we should put them all together. <laughs> see what the fuck comes out. Put that in a blender and see if it tastes good. Right? <laughs> well, speaking of grind, you're, you're up next with yeah. a track. So get into that. Yeah, speaking of uh, grind, I'm going to be talking about the uh, one of the songs from the band, Bandit. Yeah, Bandit. Now, these guys I also came across today. I was looking at like uh, the new releases on Apple Music, and these guys came up. I was like, hmm, these guys look pretty promising. So I put them on, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is, uh, this is pretty awesome. They're a grindcore band from uh, Philadelphia, they, and they've been around for about 10 years. I went on some, wow. I, yeah, I went on their band camp and was seeing how far back their uh, catalog goes, and it goes back to 2014. Although that was a, a string of singles and splits and uh, and uh, EP, and even one where it's like, uh, here's some bonus tracks from said EP. <laughs> I think that was the. Let me see. I had it pulled up here. What was that EP called? Oh, there it is. Oh shit, it's loading. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Found it. Self inflicted. It's just a uh, black backdrop with a single picture of a rose on it. Cool. Yeah, it reminds me of some Suspiria shit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, going through there, they released a couple of EPs. Uh, probably the most notable was uh, Warsaw. And then they finally, after 10 years, released a proper full-length grind LP. And that was Siege of Self. And that just came out um, just a couple days ago. It came out on the 20th. Yes. Yeah. I should know that. I just said it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, too many releases, too many days, too many numbers, too many puppies. Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, I put on Bandit, listened to that album a couple of times. It's a, yeah, it's a grind album, but, you know, they're short. Right. <laughs> With the exception of a few songs, one of which was their closing track, which was about five and a half minutes. Wow. Yeah, that's long for a grind band. Yeah, five and a half minutes. That was... Uh, that's like that's like five and a half tracks normally, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the rainbow. Everything else clocks in at like uh, from forty seconds to fifty seconds to sixty nine seconds, and they average out to be about a minute and a half long. But the other song that was actually uh, pretty lengthy in terms of grindcore is the one that I chose, "Bring the War Home." 
Now, I chose this one because although it may be a longer grind song, it doesn't exactly uh, slow down in the blast beats. Sure, it goes slows down into a bit more of a groove, but it's very uh, uh, fleeting. You know, it knows where they... They know where they stand. It's like, yeah, we know that you're all about just uh, listening to a bunch of blast beats and a bunch of, uh, you know, <laughs> a bunch of uh, guitar riffs that you could barely make out. So we're keeping that in in <laughs> check here. Uh, and the funny thing about this song is uh, you will hear it in the beginning. It's, uh, you know, bring the war home. It's got battlefield noises, got guns going off, maybe some explosions. And at the very end, they just end like a I was like. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There is a very similar sounding uh, tremolo riff that goes like that. It is a band that begins with an M. Um, I can't remember what the song is. I'll probably have. I think I'll. Re- I think I'll remember once we hear this song. I got to listen to it again. I'll figure out that one. It was the ending riff to one. I oh, okay. said it at one point. Nice. Yep. Maybe, maybe it's a coincidence, but I don't know. 
at this point, Metallica is so omnipresent that they basically, you're basically ripping them off without even realizing it. <laughs> sort of like the Beatles. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or Michael Jackson. Or, you know, you're just ripping off the, the music that uh, fucking Neanderthals were making some uh, 10 million years ago, making rocks together and making grunting noises. Right. Yep. We're all just copies of copies of copies. Uh, so, yeah, Bandit. Yeah, great sound and a great fucking attitude from what I can hear. Right. <laughs> yeah, and these guys have been around for a while. They're sort of right in that <clears throat> fine line between uh, power violence and grind. This one, uh, throughout the whole uh, course of the album, I was hearing more on the grind side than the uh, power violence side, with a bit, with a few, a few exceptions. For those of you that don't know, power violence is basically grindcore, but with breakdowns. That that's kind of uh, that sums it up. <laughs> so yeah, listen to some more of Bandit. They got a pretty extensive catalog. Check out their Bandcamp; it's actually pretty rad. Next, we're gonna play a band before we get to the live stuff. Uh, we're gonna play a band Soundhoos. They're out of Los Angeles, as far as I could tell. Did get an email from Margaret reaching out on their behalf uh, March 28th, so just a few weeks back, about a month ago, I guess. Uh, the band released Craniotomy early in March, March 10th. Uh, go check it out. It's uh, I think it's, you have to tell me, like I, I start to get lost in what's pop punk. Sometimes I can't even tell the difference between pop punk and skate punk. I have to really listen, but I'm not. This is a different line. Uh, it's kind of almost rock but you listen you let me know i believe phobia that's the track we're listening to right now was a, a single so let's get into sound who's uh off of craniotomy this track is called phobia Yeah. 
claustrophobia. Or it's just a phobia. Schizophrenic, psychopathic, maybe I'm a little manic, insecure. I'm not sure. Or it's just a phobia. All right, so what's that style? That style, man, fuck, I had it as I was listening to the song. Okay, it reminded me of the song uh, Love Buzz. Not necessarily by Nirvana. It's a cover song from the band Blue Thunder back in the 60s. Okay. And it had that same fuzz to it, that same kind of bassy fuzz. Like you think, it was even played in a, about the same key as well. Nice. Yeah. And even the vocal inflections was like, would you believe me when I told you? It had a similar pattern. So that's what it reminded me of. So like a grunge band playing a psych rock band. <laughs> nice. Well, <laughs> that's a good rather observation. Interesting, rather interesting, I have to say. And also, what's funny, the song Phobia, that is also the name of a grind band. <laughs> so there's a lot of uh, correlations here. Right. Coincidental. I mean, that's basically what a correlation is. Right. Well, check out the band Sound Hoose. Uh, I'm just pronouncing it that way because it's S-O-N-D-H-O-O-S-E. And Craniotomy is the album. As Eric said, Phobia. Go check them out. Thank you, Margaret, for getting on the radar for us. Again, they're from L.A. Sound hoose. It's just, uh, you know, Americans imitating a Canadian accent. Right? Despite the fact that these guys are not from Canada, they are from the complete opposite. They're from Los Angeles. So Right. And like I said, as far as I can tell, the, uh, the band name and the album name, just the way it's written... Uh, I would have guessed like Finland or, or something like that, you yeah. know, uh, as far as where they're from. I also think Sweden. There you go. Yeah. It's on the hoose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good stuff. Uh, we got an album we're going to get to. We're going to play some Villain in a minute and do an interview with Villain in a moment. We're going to talk about uh, some live shows that are coming up, uh, not on this episode, but the next one. Eric's going to have a lot to talk about. He's going to save his general violence conference for that specific episode. Uh, so he'll have a lot to talk about then. Eric, you have any live shows or anything about live shows you want to mention or talk about right now? Well, uh, we're kind of breaking the fourth wall here. At the time of recording this, <laughs> it is a week before I will be attending uh, uh, the live shows that have already happened, if you're right? listening. So that means a general violence conference and Wraith and the benefit for <clears throat> the Volunteers of America Youth Resource Center. <laughs> that show? Yeah. Those have all uh, come and gone, but at the time of recording this, they have not happened yet. So <laughs> that's basically gonna, those are basically going to be the shows that I will be seeing. But next week, I will be talking about them in depth. Well, so as in depth as possible. Three fifteen, and Eric's lining up an interview that we may be posting with that episode as well. So there'll be a lot mm -hmm. to unpack on that one. Yes, there will. So let me uh, get all my affairs in order here. Yes. So the time you're hearing this episode will be the fourth of May the fourth yeah. be with you. Yeah, may the fourth be with you. <laughs> all the fourth. All right. 
<laughs> anyway, so upcoming from this time, um, yeah, May the 4th, tonight would be uh, Skinny Puppy at the Depot at 7 p.m. This is their final tour, so, you know, get your asses down there. <laughs> On the 6th, Hong Kong Fuck You, The Runts, Bound, Narc, and Betty will all be playing at the Beehive at 7 p.m. That's $15 if you buy it before the 6th, $20 at the door. And the runts, this is most likely going to be their last tour. Okay. Because those guys are breaking up, and it sucks. I, I really like the runts. I like them a lot. Anyway, on the 11th, the Kilby Block Party is going to kick off with the Bronx. And that's going to be over at the Urban Lounge. It's going to be $36 with the fees. And that's going to start at 7 p.m. It'll be 21 plus because Urban Lounge. But the, one of the first times I saw the Bronx... Um, not the first time. First time I saw them was that in the venue with Bad Religion. Great show. Great show. Second time I saw them was Mariachi El Bronx opening up for Flogging Molly. Nice. So does that really count? Eh, kind of. <laughs> so I think it was the second time I saw them. They were doing a tour of, uh, I think it was the Bronx 4. The, I think it was that album that came out. And they played at Urban Lounge. And oh my God, that was them and their element. <laughs> it was so fucking cool seeing them there. Because, uh, you know, there's no barricade. Right. And it's a small, tight-knit venue. So you get a lot of people in there. Matt has a lot of shit to work with. Yes. So it's worth seeing them live. Worth seeing them live. Uh, on the 13th, I will be out of town. I will be down in Vegas for seeing the Sick New World Festival. And if you've been, if you've been paying attention to that, that's a lot of bands from the 90s and also the 2000s. The <clears throat> heyday of metal and industrial music and, well, new metal and industrial music and alternative music in general. Right. So I will be seeing quite a few bands that I've been wanting to see for years but never got the chance because they never come to Utah. <laughs> or they've been playing festivals that are like way out of my price range and distance. So this is my chance. I'm going to be missing some of the good shows up here as a sacrifice, but... This is the downside of being a music fan. This is the way. <laughs> anyway, but I'm excited to see that show nonetheless. I'm excited to see Corn. I'm excited to see Deftones. Uh, most excited to see Body Count and Killing Joke and System of a Down. Right. Yeah, among others. There's a, oh my God, there are so many bands on there that I'm familiar with, and but not as equally excited about. I mean, the selling point for me was System of a Down. But listening to them <laughs> since I was 13, they don't tour anymore. They rarely play festivals. You know, they rarely play together at all. <laughs> so, I mean, the fact that they released uh, two new songs uh, a couple years ago, that was uh, nothing short of a miracle. It was like the world stopped. <laughs> uh, and now the world is stopping again. Anyway, back up here for you people uh, staying behind. On the 13th, over at Aces, the lovely Armed for Apocalypse is coming back to Salt Lake. I am so bummed I'm missing that show. I love those guys. I love those guys. Trying to land an interview with them. Uh, by this point, I'll probably have one confirmed, but fingers crossed, right? Uh, they will be playing with our friends from Boise, Throws, and our friends from, well, here, Last. That's going to be a fun show. Super bummed I'm missing it. Anyway, we'll be at Aces High Saloon. We'll be at 8 p.m., not sure the price yet. They haven't posted anything. There's not even a flyer made. Well, maybe I should make a flyer. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, the 13th. And then on the 16th, Black Dahlia Murder is coming to Salt Lake. But 
this is not just a metal show. Sure, we may have also frozen soul and fuming mouth and phobophilic, but terror is on this bill. Nice. Oh, yeah. Terror going to be playing to a room full of uh, death metal heads and hardcore kids. Sort of like a, your average gate creeper show. <laughs> yeah. And also, a little closer to home, more like your recidivist show. Because nice. that's basically what it is. The singer's a fucking straight edge kid, and he's playing obituary music. And I love it. <laughs> Gotta love it. I'll be at that show, definitely. Uh, that's going to be at the depot, and it'll be uh, $35. And finally, DRI is returning to not Salt Lake, but to Utah, Ogden. They'll be playing with Intent, Dre's Method, and Necropsy at Kamikaze's. That'll be $18, starts at 8 p.m. Make the trek up north and see DRI in a little podunk bar just north of us. It's going to be great. Awesome. I got a couple, uh, if you uh, go anywhere in Ontario, I suppose, head to Guelph, Guelph, G-U-E-L-P-H. Uh, the band from Ireland, the Outcasts, is out here playing some shows. On May the 4th, they'll be in Guelph, or Guelph. Uh, they'll be playing with the Golden Shitters, the Dominion, Blackout, ASOP, Iron Moose. Uh, that'll be at 930 Woodlawn Road. You can go check that out. It's an all-ages show, $20 tickets, doors at 7 Go check out ASOP. Like those guys a lot. Uh, along with their Ontario tour, they'll be on May 6th. The Outcasts will be playing with Golden Shitters, ASOP, Armed and Hammered, Seascape. No, Seascape, I think, is the name of the venue. Man in Anger, I think, is also playing. And this is also in Toronto. So in Ontario, go check them out. A $20 show as well. The Outcasts, they're cool. Next up, Oil is doing a record release show. Reckless Upstarts will be playing. They'll be down from Ontario. Speaking of Ontario, Brigada Vendetta and Fringe Benefits all playing. This will be in Oakland at the Golden Bull. It's a $21 show, $10 tickets, Saturday, May 13th. So go check that one out. Complaint will be doing a tour with Queensbury Rules, May 5th, 6th, and 7th. They'll be in Bruges on the 5th. Katvik in the 6th, and Tilburg on the 7th. Uh, they'll be playing the Reapers on the 6th, Midnight Tattoo on the 7th. You'll get Queensberry Rules and Complaint on all of those shows. All great bands there, so if you're anywhere near those areas, you should definitely go check those out. Then Punk Rock Wrestle is uh, going to be on May 13th, and this uh, Punk Rock Wrestle... Uh, where is this? Uh, this has got to be, I don't recognize. Oh, Korea. It's going to be in Korea. Oh, 18 Fevers is playing. That's why I've got this on there. So if you're over in Korea, that'd be South Korea. The hottest pro wrestling crew in Korea. Uh, and you'll get to see bands like Ska Sucks, Green Flame Boys, ADXHD, 18 Fevers, Body Pile, and AKW. Doors open at 5. Uh, go check that out. If you want some punk rock wrestling uh, that's on May 13th, so go check that out. What do we got left here? Oh, well, first there's a show, Non-Servium, playing with Manic Hispanic, Grade 2, Dismadre, Dogface Bastards, and 21 Gun Salute. This will be a Bricks Rock Bar in Los Angeles Friday, May 5th. And yes, I did mention a fantastic band on there, Grade 2, who will also be coming to Salt Lake. Crazy in the Brains and Slaughterhouse playing a lot of those shows uh, May 4th is in at Pomona, in, at Characters, rather, in Pomona. The 6th, they'll be in Anaheim. 
San Diego on the 7th, San Francisco on the 9th, Sacramento on the 10th, Portland on the 12th, Seattle 13th, Boise on the 14th, and Salt Lake City at the Beehive on the 15th. Looking forward to seeing those bands. There's more. I'll mention more of those on the next episode. But grade two over here from Isla White. They are great. Next, Rotten Monies with kicking off the end of decade. Nanette's 59th birthday. It's on May 13th. Uh, LA's Forgotten will be playing at the Regal Inn, and they'll be playing with Sorry State, Carpet, Splinter, and Public Nuisance. It's a $10 show, so get out there and check that one out on May 13th. A lot of cool bands and only $10. I think that is all that I've got. Oh, real quick, Some Kind of Nightmare. They're still on tour and you can go see them. They'll be Louisiana, Houston, Austin, Bryan, Texas, San Antonio, Bisbee, Arizona, Tempe, Arizona, San Diego. And then they have a to-be-announced show on the 16th, 17th, Bakersfield. We'll mention more because that tour is going to be all the way through June 16th. But that TBA is probably somewhere between San Diego and Bakersfield. That's all I got. Eric, anything else to add or are you on your album? I guess I'm on my album. Boom. Album time. <laughs> almost interview time. Yep. Almost interview time. So the album I'm going to talk about is one that I, uh, yeah, it's from a band called Short Fuse from the semi-native Italy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all, we all know of my Italian heritage. I am only but first generation Italian. My mother is the one who's full-blooded. But anyway, I'm going to be talking about the band Short Fuse that came out of Rome. And they are... Uh, yeah, they are an awesome melodic hardcore band, kind of in the same style as like a, a Comeback Kid, Verse, and Stick to Your Guns, especially in this uh, album that they just released last year. Now, uh, Short Fuse, they've been a pretty active band since, uh, when did they start? I think it was uh, 2017 I have written down here. Yeah, uh, I think that sounds about right. Uh, no, 2014. My oh. bad. 2014. Yeah, they released their first demo, uh, Till Death, in on that year. Gotcha. Then they followed that in 2016 with What Still Remains, their second EP. And then they released their first EP, Sink or Swim, in 2019. And that was how I discovered them. And then they released their uh, uh, their single, I think it was, uh, shit, I can't remember what the name of the single was, but it did come out last year. And it was to uh, promote another album, that uh, to promote their second album, or their second uh, EP. It was, a, it was another release. Pretty sure it's just an EP because this song, uh, yeah, because this release only has uh, seven songs on it. So, yeah. Anyway, the EP is called Embrace Yourself. And yeah, I listened to that and I was like, oh, I fucking completely forgot about these guys because <laughs> they released a single last year. I listened to it, liked it, and I was like, okay, I'll keep them on the radar. And the funny thing was, I follow New Age Records uh, Bandcamp and I have it set up to get notifications when something is uh, something new is released. I guess I got that notification and just never followed up with it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, until now, I was uh, I was going through my Bandcamp, uh, the pages that I'm following, just to sort of like, uh, just to sort of see if anything got released that I missed. This was one of them, <laughs> and there it's not necessarily new. This came out uh, last uh, March, March 28th, so it's over a year old. And it took me this long to get to it. I'm like, how long ago was this? Yeah, I'll. All the days are bleeding together. It's pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Short Fuse, their uh, newest album, really kicks ass. It's one of those. It's one of those releases where it's like, is it an album or is it an EP? Right. 
it's sort of those in-between EPs. <laughs> can we just, uh, yeah, can we call this an MP? An MP. It's like an LP is like a long play. An EP is an extended play. What I've seen people call is an MLP, a mini LP. There we go. Mini LP. All right. So there we go. This is Short Fuse's uh, mini LP that's called Embrace Yourself. Now, as to what songs I chose, well, I don't know. I just chose the ones that I really like. Why do I like them? <laughs> well, they're they're fast and they got chuggy breakdowns and they're catchy as hell. I love the guitar parts. I love the bass parts. I love the I love the lyrics. I love the vocals. I don't really have a lot of notes written down about this <laughs> about this band because uh, we were sort of pressed for time and we had a lot of uh, recording to do this week. So uh, I'm just gonna shut up and I'm just gonna let Short Fuse play. Here is the first song that I chose, The Fallen. Yeah, and it just sort of fades out with that little uh, ominous uh, guitar <laughs> tones. <laughs> and it does bleed into a, another great song after that, the title track, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I don't exactly have the track listing on this album memorized or this uh, this MLP, as it were, because 
guys, I, was, I just discovered this today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'll uh, be, I will definitely be revisiting it. I was uh, originally going to have one of these songs as a, uh, uh, as like an older, lesser known, or a, you know, well, actually, yeah, just an older, lesser known song because this album is at now pretty old, <laughs> a year old. <laughs> and I, but then as I listen to it, I'm like, oh wait, no, I like this one too. Ah, oh, shit. Now I'm in a predicament. <laughs> um, well, you know what? We got an interview this episode. If it do, if it fits, then it fits. And I'll just uh, make this a great cover to cover the album. But Because it is. It is. I got nothing bad to say about this uh, record. Except for the fact that, you know, I couldn't call it an EP or an LP. But now, thank you, Dustin. You fixed that for me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. The, the other song that I had to choose is... Uh, one of a, a similar build to The Fallen, and it's The Closer. And, yep, everything I said before, it's fucking awesome. It's a great song. It's heavy. It's catchy. And it's called Coming Back. <laughs>
Yeah, especially that breakdown. That's quite a way to end an MLP. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I just couldn't help but think like, uh, we're coming back. We're coming back. We're coming back to you. We're never gonna go away again. <laughs> Coxbar. We, um, were, we, we were talking about them. Yeah, we were talking about them. The <laughs> villain guys were just here, and we recorded everything they said, and now we're going to put it into this episode, and we're going to blackmail them with it later. <laughs> ah, Justin, you've been on this planet how long? You've been on this planet for as long as Coxbar has been a band, and you haven't heard of them <laughs> at all? Dude, for shame. <laughs> uh, you get, everybody's got to learn at some point, I guess. <laughs> uh uh, but yeah, before we get into that, Short Fuse, great band representing uh, Roma Hardcore. You know, that's Rome, in case you guys didn't uh, put the dots together. <laughs> put two and two together, connect the dots. It, it's fucking Rome. <laughs> 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 and I'm, uh, I'm just stoked that they're, uh, yeah, they're representing Italian Hardcore. It's, uh, it's brutal, it's punchy, it's catchy, and it's got sick breakdowns, man. Yeah, super talented guys. Yep. Yeah. Molto grazie. Nice. Yep. Can't say enough good things. And speaking of uh, speaking of good things, villain, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting so long just to say that. <laughs> I should have said it while they were there, uh, while they were here. Uh, yes, we just got done uh, talking with villain at the time of recording this uh, episode. And like I said, we're going to get into the actual interview. This is the second interview I have conducted with this band. First one being back in, uh, I still don't remember what year. Let's just say 2016. Why the fuck not? It sounds about right. <laughs> it sounds about right. Uh, yeah, that was uh, an interview I did with uh, Slug Magazine. They were part of the localized piece for that, uh, for that October feature. Uh, no, for that October issue. There we go. They were a feature story. <laughs> And, by the way, if you want to read that interview I conducted, you can find it in my link tree. And that link to my link tree is on my Instagram. But I will plug that at the end of the show. You can find it. Just scroll through it. It's like interview, villain, slug localized, yada, yada. You'll see it. Excellent. Yep. But for now, we'll have to hold you over with this uh, current interview that we did. This band has been a band for, uh, they will say, next year it's been 10 years. I want to say before we go any further, it is now time for Villain. And the reason why I want to say that is because both songs we're playing include the word time. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. The first of which will be uh, the latest single, Time Takes Everything. And I wanted to, I wanted to play it on this show um, when it first came out, which was, uh, when was it? Back in April uh, 8th. Yeah, back in April 8th. And then it was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I also want to interview Villain, so maybe <laughs> I should save it for this episode. And yeah, after a few weeks of uh, getting everything uh, scheduled and uh, having to push it back to uh, by one week, because uh, yeah, you'll you'll understand why <laughs> they talk about it. They talk about scheduling quite a bit, right? You know, we finally got them into the room, and oh boy, we had a blast. We have plenty of laughs. <laughs> These guys are great. Uh, and their music is great. Don't believe me? Let's listen to the latest from Villain. This is Time Takes Everything. It also reminds you constantly that they're not there. 
there and it keeps pulling you back into the past instead of bringing new things into your life.
And that was the latest from Villain, and we have all five members here, which, uh, according to Trent, is apparently a rarity. So it's like it's like Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, we've <laughs> we've captured Bigfoot. It looks it's like Bigfoot. <laughs> See, Brad comes in with a gem right out of the gate. <laughs> Told you. Good. That was his one of the one of the night. Now I guess uh, we just <laughs> he's done. We might as well just unplug your microphone. <laughs> but for, wait, you got to introduce yourselves. Let's go around the uh, table here. Tell us who you are, what you do. My name is Spencer, and I play bass. Uh, Trent, lead vocals. Justin, guitar. Brad Butterfield, and I play the drums. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jay Wilkinson, play guitar. I didn't say her last names. Spencer, <laughs> Spencer what? Well, Trent's last name is Falcone. Oh, well played. <laughs> now you tell them my name. Jacobs. There you go. All right, great. I'm glad we got that clear. We pronounced it correctly, too. <clears throat> How else do you pronounce it? Uh, well, my name is butchered all the time. Well, I, I, I probably shouldn't comment oh, on it. I thought, yet. <laughs> no, I thought you were talking about Spencer's. No, like, How else do you say Jacob? No, there are people that have... With an uh, S at the end. I've Her misspelled Jacob. Falcone many times. <laughs> I, I sometimes, sometimes pronounce it Jacob. <laughs> Two gems. Jacob is with an S. We no, I can't even talk about mine because I still. There are people I've known for 25 years that still call me Falcone. So maybe when they hear this, that will they'll know now. Falcone. Falco That's not your last name. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they'll just say Falc One. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I've gone on record saying that I've interviewed you guys once before when you were still a pretty fresh band. You were like maybe two years old almost at that time. Yeah, at that point you had just released your uh, the first EP, the self-titled. And you had a pretty different lineup back then. You had six members instead of five, but two of those guys are no longer here. Yeah, let's just uh, kind of go from there. What happened? <laughs> if, if, you're in a, if, you, you know, if you're in a band, you know. Things start out one way, and things change. People change. You know, it, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into too, you know, too much detail about it. Um, things things started one way, and I'm gonna go on record as saying my opinion. Anyone else can chime in. The way we started out was absolutely magnificent, and it it was a absolute great period. But like everything else, you know, things change. People have different opinions and things change. And being in a band is tricky, straight up. Yeah. That's it. If you're in a band, if you listen to this and you're in a band, you know. We've known each other in some capacity, everyone at this table, for 30-plus years. But, you know, uh, that's hard to do with people. It's hard to do with people, and you don't always agree, and we still don't. But, we, you know, you get to a point where you can sort things out. But... Sometimes things just get to a point where it's not, it, you know, that whole, my notion has always been, this is, we do this for fun, right? This is a hobby. We all have careers, families, jobs. This is something we squeeze in. This is like if we were all golf, you know, we went golfing together, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. You don't want to go golfing with somebody who wants to constantly fight and argue and is pissed all the time. And it's like, okay, I don't want to, I'm not going to come anymore. I don't want to golf anymore. I'll take up bowling. <laughs> And, um, you know, of course, you've always got the, well, I don't like this music and I don't want to, you know, I want to be more this and more that, whatever. Everybody that's been in the band, they're great. They were great. They served a purpose. We created great stuff, great memories. But things change, right? Things change and things evolve and you have to move on and we adapt. The brilliant part about this band is everybody in the band multi-instrumental. So we, we pivot. 
uh, you know, I'd add too that bands do really great when the members springboard off of each other a lot. So it's like a positive energy thing that gets created where somebody will put something in the middle, everybody kind of contributes and adds in positive ways to things and things build as opposed to people that are critical or break things down. That's always problematic. It makes people not want to put things out on the table or explore. People hold back and stuff like that. So I feel like for other people out there who are in bands or starting bands, you you know when you're in with a good group of of people when everybody is just uh, contributing and adding, plussing on top of things, and the vibe is always really good and positive. I mean, it's yeah. supposed to be fun, right? It's supposed to be fun, and when, it, <laughs> when it's not, and it's not enjoyable to go to practice, you know, my mantra has been, if, you know, if we were making millions of dollars and we were on Sony, and it might be worth the, the, the headache, but if you're not enjoying it, well, it goes both ways, right? If we're not enjoying it, if you're not enjoying it, you don't, you're not enjoying what we're doing, you don't like what we're doing, it comes to a point where you don't have to do it, so don't do it. Go do your own thing. Do something yeah. else, right? You should smile. I want to come away from this, and I want to be happy. I want to, I want to feel good. I want to go like, God, that was fun. I love doing this. And when you start going, hey, God, I don't want to, you know, that's a bad sign, right? Because there's no money involved. <laughs> Clearly, yeah, right. it doesn't. It doesn't hurt the fact also that like the current lineup, these guys are like my best friends that I've ever had like my whole life. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> where you can be in a band with your best friends. I'm friends with all of their family members. You know, they're friends with my kids and my wife, and um, that's pretty rare. I think when we can all get along and and just love each other. That's that's odd. Yeah, I think we just think we're fortunate. Yeah, fortunate to, to do that, you know. Yeah. Well, again, we talked off mic, right? We next year will be ten years. We've been a band. <laughs> yeah. That's unheard of. Unheard of. We probably all just hang out anyway. Yeah, we. I actually like, a couple music. weeks ago, I, I called it like <laughs> we should just be called. Forget the villain mob. We should be the villain dinner club because <laughs> you know we every we rehearse on Wednesdays, <laughs> but over the last what year. It's evolved into like, okay, you know, rehearsals at eight, but let's go to dinner at five. And then, yeah, it's more about, okay, where are we going for dinner and cocktails? And then like, all right, how lit up is so-and-so at rehearsal now? Because he doesn't remember the song. I said, we're, we should just become the villain, like, dinner club. You know, let's not play shows. That's kind of mobster, though, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> no, I mean, to Brad's point, we, yeah, this is family. It's a, you know, the villain mob is not a, it's not a shtick. You know, mm-hmm. it's a real thing. We're a family. And yeah. sometimes yeah, people that's, that's don't want to take part in the family, and that's great. Good luck to you. And again, let me go back on record. Everybody that's been in the band was great. And yeah, I loved them for what they contributed. But do I want to necessarily ever go back to that? Absolutely not. He's saying he loves us more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just as long as uh, nobody incites a vendetta against you guys, you got you guys got no problem. Well, I get pretty Scarface at that point. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad that you uh, mentioned the whole idea of the uh, yeah the for lack of a better term mob mentality. <laughs> exactly what you just said. It's just a whole yeah. It's a whole familia. And I love that, and I love how you've incorporated it in. Uh, in your image, just like all the, yeah, what was it? Yeah, on the getaway, that when you released that single, it was all the uh, the guys in the uh, in the suits just all walking down, pretty much. They might as well have been interlocked going down the road. It just feels that way. 
Yeah, how did that even start coming about, really? That particular... No, no, just the whole mob thing, because I remember you pulled, you kind of pulled that out, and it was like, it just kind of, like, worked, and kind of, from, from that point on. Well, my memory of it is when we were trying we to We had name... the New York hardcore thing, too, that was like an influence into that, you know, it was kind of a New York kind of vibe that happened as well. It was just kind of all swirling around. Well, all the imagery is, originally, it was Jay. That's, he's an, he's an art, graphic artist, as is Spencer, and he's done some stuff since he's been in the band. And uh, I just remember when we were trying to name the band, I remember for some reason God, Jay, Jay had the longest list of names. <laughs> and it was, you know. <laughs> yeah, buttercream butter game. Buttercream game. Buttercream game. <laughs> game. So I really want this still. I want to change that's, it to the buttercream. Yeah, we're, like we're going back, man. We're going back. That's awesome. No, we, uh, for some reason, I remember, because, uh, you know, we, Brad and Justin, we had played in a band before. Or we had tried to do put a band together. And Villain was a name that I just had had that I, I think I saw, you know, it was like a, I think I saw it at Disneyland. I was at Disneyland 10 years ago. <laughs> And somebody had a jacket that said Disney Villains. And I'm just like, God, that's a, you know, it's a great name. And I love the mob thing and, the, you know, the old classic. So Jay sent me this list of like, you know, 25 names, you know. No, it was more than 25. Gargoyles into stone and, you know. Car- no, that was not. Carcass of them, you know. Clear. I mean, I'm, yeah. But it was just like, all right, nope. Absolutely not. Maybe. Well, no way in hell. stone is definitely No, nah, there was like a, yeah. It's I mean, production. There was all sorts of stuff. And I just and kept. just horrible. And I remember just, I remember driving to Las Vegas with my family for a birthday thing. And I said, I got it. I just, I'm telling you, villain, that's it. I can see it. I can see black and white imagery and the mobster stuff. And it's, and I remember vividly having a conversation with Jay. He's like, I don't know, man. We're just, that implies certain things. I said, no, of course we're not villain, right? We're not criminals, right? Wow. Well, we are. <laughs> but my, po- my, my point to villain was. Today they're confirmed or to die. I mean, I always root for wow. the bad guys in movies, right? Every movie, I'm usually rooting for De Niro. In Heat, I love Pacino. I love Pacino, but I love De Niro, and I love De Niro. But in Heat, I'm rooting for De Niro, right? I love Goodfellas. I'm always rooting for the bad guy. And I I told Jay, villain, right? Villain is the guy that speaks up against everybody else. Villain is the black sheep. Villain goes against the grain. It's the guy that... It doesn't, it doesn't mean being a criminal. It means, you know, you're not going along with the, the norm. You stand up, you, you say what you think, whether it's popular or not. That's the villain, right? And, and you're uh, a gangster of love. And you're a gangster of love. <laughs> and it's a lot better than carcasses of virgin tears or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Gargoyles in stone. <laughs> That's what, what else are, what, what what else are gargoyles in? <laughs> what about the buttercream gang, though? That's like yeah, so buttercream gang is solid. I mean, it speaks for itself. <laughs> no, I just took on its own life, right? We we were trying to design the first record, and the first EP is actually Jay's wife, and he you, t- you yeah, took I just was like, hey, do you photograph. mind going into the bathroom really quick and turn the lights off with a flashlight? And I'm gonna shoot some photos of your face in a veil well, that was she a good was excuse. like what yeah super good excuse <laughs> mm, you know that's how we had kids right? <laughs> so um anyway yeah so she she uh threw the veil on and and yeah that's the rest of history so. well the fun part is with these guys right just like with the music with jay and now spencer too right i can i spend a lot of time looking for these things and i'll just find the most obscure photographs and go 
look at this. What do you think of this? I have this idea. What do you think of this? Uh, you know, and they're just raw, crappy, you know, photographs. And then they come back with the getaway. That photo is actually, I don't remember which particular gangster, but that is a, that's an actual famous photo of a gangster as he's acquitted for crimes. And that's him leaving his trial, I believe, the story goes, which is pr it's probably, that means we probably should have paid somebody, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then it comes back with, you know, these guys do what they do to it. The amount of times you have to reverse image search trends ideas messages like oh boy we'll see if we can find that somewhere <laughs> <laughs> well and i'll just i'll just look for the most ridiculous things you know i'll just google that's led to so many other things though because those initial images will just bring up tons of other really interesting stuff and at this point now i have a file folder just full of crazy like mobster stuff you know it turns into magic too because like the first record the back the 17 guys in trench coats and their faces covered. Yeah. I don't even remember what I looked for, and I haven't been able to find that photo since. <laughs> I have no clue. Hence, it's like, wow, that was meant to be. And um, mm -hmm. and he he took the photo, refined it, put the, the crest. He designed the crest, which, you know, I remember Brad was like, I don't know about the crest, guys. And now, now the crest. Yeah, I love the crest. He loves now. the crest, right? That's where Jay's magic comes in of like, okay, I'm going to take a really weird idea and a crappy photo. I remember having to try to convince Brad of that. No, no, seriously, it's kind of a little bit us. like this and a little bit like that. But wait till you get the buttercream crest. Yeah. <laughs> I have that 100%. tattooed on my back, by the way, the 17 gangsters. That's... That's how much I love that artwork. That's how much it means to me. Have you ever tattooed 17 gangsters on your back? <laughs> no, I have not. Let me tell you what. Anyone here that's done that, raise your hand. Is this the lower back? <clears throat> let me tell you something about Let me tell you something about that. That's dedication. So. Well, and you did the skull on your arm, too, with the roses. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Jay's work. Well, isn't that flattering? Well, this, a this means a lot to me, you know? I take it seriously. This is, you know, again, family. It was fun to do, actually, too, just the, when there's a cohesive kind of point of view and, um, you know, imagery to kind of play within, you can springboard a lot of really great stuff just from a visual standpoint, you know? How does that imagery uh, translate into the, into the lyrics and just, uh, and just the overall messages you're putting through in the, in the songs? Uh, I don't know that it, it doesn't actually have anything to do with it. It's, it goes the other way, to be honest. I, the, you know, the songs are a whole separate thing. If anything, I, you know, again, I had the name. I th thought villain would be a great name, and then we went from there with the imagery, and it just took on its own life. And but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. The, the lyrics really don't come from any of that. It's it's opposite. I kind of when we finish a song, I sit back and then think, okay, yeah, what what should this look like? And I do the same silly ass thing. All right, <laughs> you know, Google. I can't even think of what I. And then I come up with these silly things and um, buttercream gang, buttercream gang, Italian funeral, <laughs> cookie recipe, blah blah blah. <laughs> Look at this, Jay. What do you think? Eleven forty-five, and I'm like, uh, all right, 200 yeah. by two hundred pixels. <laughs> okay. But no, yeah, it, 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 the, the images come after the lyrics. They're all different worlds, really. Well, I think probably the more obvious one would be, uh, this is a heist. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, those just go hand in hand. Well, again, right, we, we wrote those songs before we 
came up with the album cover and you know we I think we obviously had the band name at that point but that always serendipitously kind of comes together yeah just it's moved in these like one two act one act two act three act four kind of and we sort of realized that was starting to happen pretty early on and and it like the next iteration led into the next iteration and it became a narrative like a storyline narrative and that just oh, yeah. that just kind of came about that wasn't initially an intention per se yeah no it absolutely but that wasn't planned it just yeah exactly yeah. i we hadn't we didn't sit down and have a conversation about that it just after the first album cover and um it it seemed like after we the first ep we just sort of but at the same time, right, we, do, you know, I didn't, again, lyrically, I don't sit down and go like, okay, well, thematically, how does this, you know, it's all, that's all <laughs> secondary, right? The music and the lyrics and all that stuff is, we just do it. And then this has all just been a nice added bonus that, wow, this, again, this is why this has really just kind of been a magical thing. It's really just been even in all of its variations, it's, it's been a, it's been a magical thing. Oh, yeah. I know that sounds silly, but if you're in a band, you get it, right? Sometimes yeah. things just... You try things and they don't work. You try bands, they don't work. And this one has just been one of those. It's just magical and fun for the most most part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole idea of it sort of being in a narrative format, it's kind of how my mind works. I've actually done this thing where I like put your your first two EPs together. I rearrange the tracks into like how it could be a narrative, like a cohesive story. Just all eight of those tracks. It was like, yeah. This is how it should progress. If this was to be a full LP, this is how I would have envisioned it. So yeah, it does kind of leave uh, everything open to interpretation, really. It sounds well, like we need to consult. A call. I was yeah, going to say, he needs to be consulting album. on the next album. <laughs> <laughs> have everything make a little more sense. See, Eric, we were thinking this. What are your thoughts? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. you got to have this happen earlier in the album. So you think we should end with the Buttercream Gang? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But drop the gang. Just call it Buttercream. Ooh, mm. I like that. Even better. <laughs> BC. I like it. Oh, yeah, that's interesting to hear, right? Because, yeah, the... There's, there really is no rhyme or reason to any of it. It's, it's a side we, we, you know. But don't you put thought into? <clears throat> but not thinking about it as far as track the, listings, at least like. Well, maybe you know, maybe order. Yeah, the, the same order of the song, list, but right? they really aren't connected. They're really not. I always every get the impression that, after you're piecing it together, like after the things have been created, we're gonna put on like we've got a show coming up, or we're gonna build out a set list or something. Then some kind of narrative stuffs um, will come into play a little bit, or. With the next album, it's got to kind of wrap up with this or something. Well, certainly now, right? We're we're working on you know the next batch of songs, and now we, it's certainly we've discussed you know do we do a, a, a full length or do we do two more EPs to kind of make continue the story? So now, yeah, now absolutely, it's like oh no, we should do two more EPs, right? Let's do chapter four and then let's do chapter five, and mm-hmm. but this you know. Really, the songs have nothing to do with each other when I'm writing them. They just, when we have a collection to put on a record, I might think of the order and then the sound effects, all the samples, same thing. I sort of, these guys allow me to do that, but... That was going to be my question, if I may. I've got a good question. (laughs) How do we put the sound together? (laughs) With your your Google searching habits and whatnot, and the samples specifically, like, do those tie into the lyrics or is it just do you find something that sounds 
Erie, or how does that work? How well, do you how do you combine the the, yeah? How do you combine the samples with the songs? It's because that's pretty unique a, a unique villain thing, right? Well, Eric, we talked about you messaged me a couple of weeks ago randomly. Yeah. And I asked you asked me about throat, which was our first song. Yeah. And um, about the yeah, sample, and you brought up massacre. No, first song was heist. But the first single that we yeah, put yeah. out was throat. throat. Was like the second song actually. It was. But well, we we put throat out on Halloween. Yeah, that first was song the, we put that out. people yeah, heard. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm. I don't even remember that 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 intro. Right, Dave Evanoff is our sound engineer. He records our music. Mm-hmm. He does all of that. He's like he's part of the band, really. Yeah, he's pretty much a band. Right? And um, same thing, right? I'll I literally will record these things on my phone, <laughs> yeah. so that adds to the crappy quality. And then I send it to him, and he he does his magic. But I have no idea where that throat sample came from or what I looked for. Mm-hmm. I can say on time takes everything. Same thing. We had to, we wanted to put it out. And I thought, okay, we, I built this big s- intro segment that everybody's like, hey, man, this is really long. What are we doing? I'm like, I, I'm going to do a something there, but I don't know what yet. And I literally, I can't remember what I typed in, but I think I put in something about death and loss and grieving something. And that was the first right. thing that came. That film that I borrowed that sample from <laughs> was the first thing that came up. Once again, just magical, because I'm very busy with my job, and I'm like, oh, God, I don't have time to look for a 30-second sample. And one night, I typed that in, and that film came up, and it was a 30-minute film, and I scanned through it, and the samples that are in Time Takes Everything, I just immediately, it's like, that's it. The last one that's, uh, what, memories can take the place of action. It's like, are you kidding, really? Like, it's like it was delivered. Yeah, it's kind of, it's hokey, yeah. but this is a little bit how artistic endeavors are even, because I paint as well, and so, and it, it comes together in the same kind of way. It's almost like you, as weird as it is, it's almost like you channel it out of the out of the ether, if you will, you know, and it, and it just, things fall into place, yeah. you know. Pulls right out of thin air. It really does, it's like, a, it's, I know, for example, when I paint, like, I don't, I don't even know where it necessarily comes from. It just is there, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and you're, and then you step back, and it's like comes together, you know. So. Well, that even goes to our so riffs, right? Yeah. Like, you know, Justin. Now it's his turn to talk. Yeah. He um. Yes. He, he will <laughs> praise me about you know lyrics or whatever, and really, I always remind him and everybody, your riffs are, you know. He, years ago when we started, he was kind of, he would just send me, I still have probably, I bet I have three, four albums of material in my phone from Justin, just, all right, here's another one. What do you think of this? Here's another one, blah, blah, blah. And um, again, because we've all worked together for 30 years, right? They they trust me and they know, not to sound cocky, right? But it's like, this isn't doing anything for me. If I have to write lyrics to this, it's, I don't feel it. But then when I do feel it, yeah, it's like a lightning bolt. I'm like, this right here, we have to do this song. Our time was one of those. We had that song for three years, and I would say, we have, remember this one? We have to do it. We have to do it. And yeah, it all starts, the magic the starts with the riffs. Like, I don't know. I'm not so sure about that. And Trent would be like, no, this song. And we were like, Okay. Well, and that's the thing, right? See so, how the lyrics come together, and then like boom, it just all fell into place. That's my that's my point. When he praises me about the lyrics, it's like you, if you didn't send me that riff, or Maddie in the day, or Jay, or you know whatever, it starts with that riff. Whatever that 
whatever that riff does to me, it wouldn't, you know, it all starts with these guys. They're amazing musicians. I mean, you can hear Justin's influence always in the parts of villain that are really melody driven. Like that's, that's heavily Justin's songwriting. I'll speak for him because he's still just sitting there. Not sitting. <laughs> no, I mean, these guys don't take, you know, again, they, Jay and, and, um, Justin, you know, obviously wrote the entire first EP and Matt Jones joined after, you know, the songs were written, but recorded them. Am I right? Yeah. He, he recorded them, but he was, it was essentially the songs were written. And these guys, just between the two of them, you know, Justin's very melodic guy, hook guy, and Jay is the punk rock guy. And the combination just, it's like, I wouldn't have, I'd just be a spoken word idiot if it wasn't for you guys. I mean, we were in a pretty dry, I'd say a dry spot. Like, yeah, I don't feel anything. I don't want to write right now. And he sent me Time Takes Everything just on a demo form. That was it. That was it. I was like, all right, get water for the horses. We're going to ride. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how, that's how the whole band has been, right? I'm surrounded by amazing musicians. These guys are all unbelievable. Unbelievable. The lyrics wouldn't be anything without the riffs, and the riffs turn into songs. And as Jay, you know, Jay, one night after rehearsal, he said, we're going <laughs> We're kind of like wizards. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me frame this up. It's people are like wizards in that it's like water to wine, right? Like you pulling things out of the universe into being, right? And I think that's a really punk rock thing in general. It's the DIY, um, do-it-yourself kind of thing. And, and uh, you know, growing up in that scene, seeing things come to fruition especially through music and stuff was just like I mean that fueled life I think for like from that point on for all of us to go on to do businesses and careers and all these other things that stemmed from hey shit we can you know like we just made a thing you know what I mean right um that's very much a punk rock thing you know yeah oh, absolutely we're, we're very powerful Wizards. Uh, we're, In also, game. we're also very <laughs> humble. Humble, humble wizards. Put on my wizard. I want to ask Justin. Yeah, where do these riffs come from? <clears throat> Manilow. How do you have so many? <laughs> Manilow. <laughs> no, they just they just happen. You know, it's like Jay said when he's painting. It's or when Spencer's painting or whatever. Like when you're a cre when you're creating something, it just happens, and so I just throw it out to everyone, and it's like I don't have any attachment to whether or not people like it. I just if something comes to me and I like it, then I like it, and that's enough for me. And if they like it, that's cool. So it's yeah. I think that's a pretty yeah. good thing about the foundation of the band is there's very much a, a like I don't know what do you think? Okay, let's add this or like it's a very there's not a lot of you know, ego, like painful ego kind of stuff, you know, so when you get up to Trent, it changes, but down here with the rest of us, it's, you know, it's pretty easy. The head of the family does it work? Yeah, the head of the family, the band dad. Everybody's very talented except Jay. <laughs> well, that's true. Hey, punk rock musicians, what have they got to offer? Three chords. Yeah, and his stage like, presence. Yeah, and stage presence. <laughs> These guys are, uh, you know, they're great because they, I hope you're joking, but uh, they, they trust <laughs> me, right? You know, I don't mean to be that way, but he'll send me a riff and I just go, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. 
right? It's all, it's honest. It's, it, you know, it's just like, I, I just don't have any idea. It doesn't connect. And then when it does, it's like, okay, get out of the way. And I'm adamant about it. And I just can't let it go. Our time. And the best part of this is because of our relationship over, you know, so many years and so many bands, they trust me. <clears throat> they trust me. And I, you know, it's been the same story. The first album, we give up. Kind of like, I don't know, man. Really, you know, like, I trust me. Second album, Darkness. Yeah, Darkness. Like, I don't know. It sounds like surf punk. I don't uh, trust me. <laughs> Our time, I don't know. It trust me. <laughs> and, uh, it's great to and be able to. And the latest one, it's always <clears throat> those songs. It's always the it's always the odd one. It's yep. always the non hard. And those always turn into the gem. And then and and I will say, even members that aren't in the band anymore, who sometimes go, "This is dog shit." What really? <laughs> they end up saying, "That's my favorite song. It's my favorite one." Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it's just basically like, "Thanks for trusting me." I don't know why. I don't know why this one connects and this one doesn't. But when it connects. You know, yeah. Trent is like a major sculpt, sculptor of dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wouldn't be true because then I would be able to take the ones that don't get on whatever. <laughs> take the dog yeah, shit that like we a, produce the raw material and sculpts it into something. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's pretty trippy. I'm not going to lie to you, right? We were we did the video for our time to think about that. Justin wrote that riff. And sent it to me, and it lived on my phone for three or four years. And then to be, to record it, and I had the chorus for a year, and then it took me, I, I just, it didn't work. I wrote it, and then I got pissed, and like, I said, never mind. Maybe this song doesn't live. And then one night it came together, and then we recorded it with Dave. I said, this is, I remember saying to him, this is either going to be great, or it's going to be complete garbage, and it's going to not work. And then to be standing at Salt Air and um, with a full-on recorded film crew. And I remember we recorded the downtown segment Sunday night, you know, down third, third South. They closed, we had a police escort. They closed the street and it was a full film shoot. And that's all how of our, wizards work. That's how wizards work. <laughs> right? All of our families were there and they're playing the song through the streets of downtown Salt Lake City. while while we were doing our individual and it's just like are you kidding right like this it's unbelievable that we get to do this stuff especially at this age and how many years we've been doing this and Mm -hmm. that's the fun part of this that it it you know whatever we joke we're wizards but that came from justin's hey man what do you think of this like oh came from justin's magic wand magic wand (laughs) (laughs) and we could have just bagged it right and then suddenly you're like wow Okay. And 300 views later, (laughs) we made exactly 14 cents on that song. We're paid musicians, I might add. Yes. Whatever. It's still in the red as far as making a profit, but still. Well, thanks to Spencer. That was Spencer's hookup that they were like, hey, what do you guys want to do a video? Sure. sure. <laughs> I expected like a dude with a, you know, VHS recorder on his shoulder. Yeah. Spencer's, That's how old school we're Spencer's just like, uh, okay, here's the day sheet. You know, we have to, with three filming locations and they're closing the police. Like, hold up. What? <laughs> Take it away, Spencer. Well, I'll just say thank you to 50 Films mm-hmm. and Rick McFarland. Yeah, they did a great Amen. Crew. Moving as a hardcore band, moving from uh, having to 
run from the police to actually being escorted by the police. Well, tell them the We had a fun, fun, story. That fun photo story, right, with that? Was that... Well, the jacket story where oh, somebody had was an in a actual villain. police story. Yes, yeah, so, like an actual villain got arrested with a villain jacket on. <laughs> on the news. Oh, that's on right. the news. I had a bunch of friends that day. They were like, dude, do you know about this? I was like, what? And so we were, we were talking to the cops, and they're like, oh, yeah, we we oh, know your right. band because they're in our police training. You're, that video. That footage is in our police training video. <laughs> Have you right. seen that picture, Eric? I'm sure you've seen it. No, I have So not. this happened yeah, this years ago. So my tattoo guy, Nate, Drew, lost our tattoo. He sends me a text at like 1040 at night. It's like, are you kidding me with this? I look, and it's a shot from his TV of Channel 2 News with a kid on the ground in handcuffs, two police officers looking down, and he's wearing our villain jacket with the 17 gangsters gangsters on the back. And I'm just like, what? And so, of course, I post it. Immediately, all my friends are like, this is... You, this is not real. Yeah, you stage this. This can't be real. I'm like, no, I swear to God, you can't. You want to talk about that old saying of right? Oh, all publicity so, is good yeah. public. And so, so they yeah. have some running joke with like, yeah, all villains are villains yeah, or whatever. I, my post, it was just like my my post at the time. It's like, okay, this is either brilliant marketing or a really poor wardrobe choice for a crime spree, right? Like, if you're gonna break the law. Seems like a bad idea to wear a jacket. Like, that's why I could wear it. I'm not up to anything, right? Exactly. If you're actually up to something, seems like a poor choice to Don't walk around. Distinct logos. Right? And then, yeah, we shoot the video, and, yeah, the officer at, the I think, the third location goes, Oh, yeah, you guys. Yeah. We use that picture in our in our training. Like, wow, <laughs> awesome. All right. I don't wear my jacket anymore because I've been tased a few times yeah <laughs> tased and confused the bigger thing is i'm not sure where that at one point we thought he stole brad's jacket we're not sure where the jacket came from but they weren't they were there were only a few of those made for the band members yeah, like so the, early days. the fact that it was you know on the news it's like wow all right that's got to be an album cover at some point yeah so, i was just gonna <laughs> say you gotta take advantage of that no as i got stopped at the airport one time on my way somewhere and I, I got the full on friendly body search and my wife said, well, you know, I'm not criticizing, but maybe wearing a j- jacket that says villain across the back, it wasn't the smartest move. Like, all right, that's art. It's not real. It's art for God's sake. Really? I love that. So you had your own little, uh, no, I got uh, to know Richard the guy. Ramirez moment. Yeah. Like, really? Why would you pick me? Why would you signal? Oh, yeah. Look at the hat and the jacket. All right. <laughs> yes. You're always coordinated, too. Absolutely. The hat, the jacket, the shoes. Dylan shoes. <laughs> you got to rep your, rep your stuff. It was this experience I had. I was walking through a, a Walmart, and I was wearing my Suicidal Tendencies hoodie. And this guy approached me. He's like, dude, don't do it. What? <laughs> dude, you can get help. There is help out there. I'm looking at... <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> First of all, thank you for your uh, consideration. But second, this is just a band. And third, if I was suicidal, which I'm not, do you think I'm just going to go around raising the flag? <laughs> was he Was he, seri- like, do you think he was was serious? He was serious. Was he like an older guy? or Not really. He wasn't. He was right around my age, too. Wow. I'm like, oh, dude. <laughs> Wow. Uh, it's, probably, it's probably young people that have no idea who Sa- Suicidal no Tendency is. 
No clue. Suicidal oh, yeah. tendencies? What? <clears throat> but even if you don't know, it's just like, do suicidal people go around wearing the shirt that says, I'm going to kill myself and actually mean it? <laughs> so the new release just came out this month, the single. What are the plans uh, for Chapter 4? Where are you at in that process? Do you have a ETA on when Chapter 4? I know you were talking about, should it be EP? Should there... Chapter 5 being EP, but I think we're close. We're close. I think the uh, the timeline is we have another single coming out, hopefully June-ish. And then, yeah, we'll have number 4 probably out, I would say, by fall. And then number 5 out shortly thereafter. The, there's enough material there. We're just trying to figure out how to put it all together. So. We've got our first cover in the works. I won't reveal what oh, that is. Oh, you need to reveal it. Yeah, reveal it. Is there buttercream yeah. involved? <laughs> <laughs> this is no. now you. You're the one. That's no, you should reveal that. it. Spencer should reveal it. On a it. podcast, it's a great time to reveal a cover. Yeah, <laughs> 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 glow cover. I mean, again, remember, nobody cares. Uh-huh. Yeah. 100%. But no, it's coming. It's we're we're close. We've got um, drum tracks are done for. The next set of songs, we're just patching it up with guitar tracks and uh, vocals. So, yeah, it's it's going to be out soonish. <laughs> that's, that's the funny thing. One day ish. <laughs> when you're as old as we are, you move very slowly. <laughs> you know, I think. Let's see, who's fifty here? I I, I turned fifty first. Is that right? No comment. <laughs> when you're fifty, you move very slowly. And, <clears throat> But it, it's coming. It'll, it'll be here this year, for sure. So when it's a possible 2EP or LP, what, what's going to be the deciding factor there? You obviously have enough tracks that if it's going to be released potentially in the fall, it could be an LP. But what's that deciding factor? And then would Chapter 5 be in the not-too-distant say 2024 future or what, what would your plans be there i mean i think the problem is that we have the songs but yeah we you know we we're all very busy we some people travel you know i work shows which summertime you know we just don't we, we don't move at a quick pace and um again i know everybody jokes i hope but you know i'm the hold up Sometimes I just don't have the lyrics, right? I mean, the, again, we've probably got 50 songs in the in my phone, but... Well, there's I, also a fair <clears throat> amount of polish that goes into, like, think back to other bands that we were in when we were younger, where it was just, like, slapping stuff together and so forth, and Dylan's a lot more polished that way, so there's a lot of polish that goes on the top. I like the... Um, I, I know it's not for everybody, which is fine. It's not supposed to be. It's for us. But I love the storytelling of it. I love the production. I love the samples. I love all the stuff. You know, yeah. Is it hardcore? You know, we're going to rep it forever. We grew up. We're old school OG hardcore guys. We're going to rep Salt Lake hardcore forever. Is it traditional hardcore? Probably not. Is it metal? Probably a little metalcore. I don't care. It's what we enjoy. But I don't want to do it, and I don't hurry, and the lyrics come when they come. And I don't have a lot of time. That's the honest thing, is I just don't have time to be detached from life and jobs and to think, you know, if you're creating something, you have to have time to create it. You have to be able to think. You have to be able to think about what you're doing and what you're saying and what, what does this mean? And I don't want to just go through the motions and throw shit down because you have to. That's not what we do. And then when we record it, there's a process. We probably went through 20 mixes of Time Takes Everything. 
to make everyone as happy as you can, right? Back to being in a band. You know, there's a point where you have to let go and say, are you satisfied? Is this good enough, right? Because we could go on forever and, and Dave Evanoff is a, a saint and he does this for us because he also enjoys it. But, you know, to be honest, I, I can't see it past chapter five. And to Eric's point, now it is, a I think, a consideration of we could put out a full length, but I think thematically, you know, chapter four and chapter five would be cool for us. That's it. I think it's it's a fun story, but I don't think it goes. I don't know if it goes beyond that, really. I think chapter five could be it. You know, I think it'll take us into the next year. I don't know that it'll be a hard stop, but yeah, some of us are 50. <laughs> might, right? be, might be a semi-hard stop, if you know what I mean. I don't know what that means. No, no, I don't. <laughs> <clears throat> but I think, yeah, that, that's the and fun part, cut. right? And cut. <laughs> Interview's over. <laughs> we have a fantasy of doing like a double LP, like actual vinyl, right, at the end. And put everything on this double or, you know, whatever. But then we'd end up with 238 copies in our basement out of 300. <laughs> so. But that's the end. Listen, that's straight up. That's another great thing about being the age we are. We, yeah, we have expendable income. That's like, eh, we want to do it because we want to do it. We're going right. to print 300 copies. We're going to sell 14. Who cares? <laughs> Why do you think we're walking around with villain windbreakers? Because I wanted one. I'm chilly. <laughs> Give a rat's ass if you bought one. I was chilly and I wanted a new windbreaker. That's it. The band got one. Eric got one. There's four left. Whatever. <laughs> Straight up, right? You do this for your right. Enjoy it, right? Enjoy it. Whatever. So whatever it, it, it turns out, to, it's going to be cool. I, we've talked about Chapter 4, Chapter 5, and I think at some point, right, now we have to, right? It's like the Godfather series. We have to have an end. Mm-hmm. We have to have a, you know. If you're going to tell a story, you should. Yeah, you know, there's got to be an end to the story, right? And, yeah, um, yeah there's got to be... Chapter 5, Chapter 6, whatever it is, there's got to be the funeral, the wake, you know, whatever. It's got to end. Because, yeah, it's going to come to an end, right? We're, we played that show the other night. I couldn't walk for two days. <laughs> Straight up. You know, I'm a guy who's I'm pretty decent shape, right? I work out, treadmill, and song three, I like something and my entire right leg like I pulled a muscle and I'm like oh, oh this is awesome go ass over tea kettle in front of 400 people that's punk rock so I just planted my leg and I'm like alright sing through it we'll do a little of this we'll swing the mic we'll try to hope that this goes away and you can walk and it worked out but hey whatever I've earned it for God's sake what are you going to do when you're 50 you can refer to yourself as a group Sure. Like we'll... Uh, <laughs> collective. It sorted itself out. It just took a couple days. I tweaked the muscle. What are you going to do? Well, after you have your semi-hard stop... <laughs> and then, uh, I'll let Justin field that one. Go ahead. Uh, after you have your semi-hard stop, Justin, what do you do? I just watch TV and pay attention to the commercials. That's all. <laughs> do you guys... Because you get together and it's... Uh, you, Kind of like a family, you get together, as you were saying, you get together to play or rehearse Wednesdays, and now you're at that point where it's like we get together a couple hours Dinner early. club. Exactly, dinner <laughs> club. 
is dinner club going to extend past that? And because you enjoy each other's company, you obviously enjoy the music that you've done. Would that be something that you guys would do in the future? Like, hey, once a year, we're going to play somewhere just because we want to get together and do more than eat dinner together. Yeah. <laughs> Have a bill and brunch. Bill and brunch. <laughs> Once you've moved on to brunch club, I don't know if that's... They're still coming back here. from brunch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what's cool, because, you know, we could all go golfing and enjoy it. We can play and music and enjoy breakers. it. Yeah, no matter what we end up doing, I, I'm sure we'll be doing something together until we die, you know? Right. Which is really cool if these guys are going to be in town, even if, you know, maybe not in town, we're always going to be getting together and doing something. Wizards so. got a wizard. Well, every, right? every, right. um, everybody at the table over the, you know, again, we, we all played in reality, which was in 91, and Jay was in Prod Iron, and we played in suspension of disbelief and they played in max static and over the course of 35 years we've you know we've been in i've damn near been in every band i've been in with some combination of the guys here and uh yeah we do it and then we stop and then two years later it just evolves into like all right what do, what, what, what do you think let's do this and um Although I think for me, this is it for me. I mean, I don't want to do anything after villain. This is it. But I think, yeah, I mean, no, no matter what, we're creative people. You know, you're dealing with a whole table of people that are, they're musicians. And you don't, you don't ever lose that, right? You don't ever lose creativity. It just comes down to time. I, I don't think, again, we'll have a hard, we're done as a band. The other night, Mark, you know, Insight, he doesn't live here. You know, I, I said, hey, we'll fly you in for this show. And, um, you know, buddies with all those guys and Jeremy. And when I asked them to do the show, you know, that's what they do. They're, um, you know, they're not an active band, but they do if the show is right. And I can see us being that. But I also don't see us ever stopping again. If, if everybody else at the table said, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I might one day want to write lyrics and I could pull up one of 50 demos and <laughs> record it and... Um, and again, the upside is we, we just do this for us, right? And it's weird to look at all these new bands and, God, the scene is so cool now. I mean, but we had our time, right? We did that. We, I look at all these videos with Ill Will Zine and all the stuff Dan's doing. and Anonymous, right? I was at your first show. Yeah. I was at your first show, and now you guys are... That's my enjoyment now is to sit back and go like, I don't know. You know, we don't fit into that. I, we, we, we did that. We did that. 30 years ago right and it's cool now to, for me to sit back and go god look at these guys right that's that salt lake hardcore pride where you go wow all right look at these guys you know snake eyes and absolved and social stigma and all just i can't believe how many amazing bands are are out there and i and there's don't get me wrong there's part of me spencer and i talk about this you know we only play about once a year and it's really not for any other reason than we've become spoiled, right? We've had amazing opportunities, open for suicidal, sick of it all, exodus. We've had amazing opportunities. We're not above playing, you know, a parking lot. We've done that. We're not above it, but we've done it. And we did it 30 years ago. And now it's just, it's not, it, that's not our thing. That's, right. it's, it's not our time for that. It's, it's the next generation, right? Sure. Yeah. And um, it doesn't mean we're going to stop creating, but we've talked about it like, can you imagine us trying to play? It's just not our thing, right? And it's not because we're above it. Again, it's just like we did that, you know, respectfully, we did that, and it's your turn. 
Right. You know, and I, I get more enjoyment looking. I just can't believe how many good bands there are right now. Snuff Tape and, I mean... Snuff Tape's like the heaviest band. Oh, my God. Ever. And, um, it, yeah, it, uh, the Snake Eyes stuff, it's like, it's like they were... When I saw it, I'm like, oh, my God, that's, the, that's Salt Lake's integrity. You know, they're just... The, 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 there's that part of me that goes, all right, let's do a show with, you know, <laughs> let's do a parking lot show. It's like, that's nah, not our place, man. We know our place. Years ago at the what, the Union Ballroom, yeah. the famous reality Union, there was, am I wrong in my memory, there was one, like, light thing, and somebody kept unplugging it. No, the power. <laughs> no, the so, power. The we, power, all the power kept going out. That that was one of those pivotal yeah. shows, apparently, in Salt Lake hardcore history. The U of U Union Ballroom and Reality played, and it was you know Iceburn and Hair Farm with Brad Barker, R.I.P. And my memory of it was like I've had more people say like, oh god, I was at that show, and that's you know I wanted to be in a band after I saw you guys. And my memory was the goddamn light just kept going out on and on with one little lamp, and we were on. It's like all right, we're in complete darkness. And now there's one little thing on, and yeah, those, yeah, those are. You'll look back on that and go, "That was cool." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's always the, the benefit of hindsight. It's like, eh, it makes for great stories someday. There was no social media, so it's like our social media was shows. With mm-hmm. you went twice a week, you know, they were super cheap, and like you went with all your friends, and that's where you connected with everybody. That's where you figured out who was the cool band what what album should you buy what's going on who's what's happening with so and so that's that's where all the social activity happened so shows were huge i mean i i just saw a video like two days ago i again i can't even remember the names of the bands but they were just young kids it's like it's so cool it's just so cool to it's crazy it's still it's like wow man you know it's unbelievable that we're still even observing it right it's just yeah. like wow unbelievable these these guys are they they have well, to be 18 year old still kids bring up right the term hardcore with like young kids and it's like still a relevant term which is like crazy you know yeah, it's uh, it's pretty much omnipresent at this point. It's yeah. really taken on its own life. Yep, hundred percent. It's like at this point, it's like, do you call it punk or do you call it metal? No, it's hardcore. No, I think uh, like yeah, we talked about <clears throat> earlier today, maybe trying to set up a show. The end, you know, towards the end of the year. It's like, all right, I know that it makes absolutely no sense, but man, it would be cool to do like absolved and a social stigma. We played with violent unrest. They're great. Just a I know Mandalore, you know, they're very particular about where they play. They won't play bars, which totally understand it. Yeah, it's a straight edge. I just, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm not sure what We've people would there. make of us in an all-ages venue at this point, but, man, it would be a cool show to just, who cares, to Brad's point, right? Like, back in the day, mm-hmm. nobody cared. You could play, well, that U of U show, right? It was the most insane lineup. Nobody cared. It was 30 years later, like, wow, that was a show, right? Like, man, let's just do a show. Who cares? Now, that's a different story if, like, you're a straight-edge man and you don't want to play with non-straight, you know, I get all that. But it would be cool. Yeah, it certainly that, would that be fun. It started to happen in our <clears throat> time, you know, but, like, it wasn't that way in the beginning. You just played with whoever you could play with. Yeah, now people are just, uh, just pointing out the smorgasbord. It's like, I'll take this one, I'll take this one. There's a lot of music, man. Yeah. A lot of music in the world, right? Yeah. And tons of genres. So it's like, you know, like you, you get all kinds of fragmenting. Like, you know, across all the different kind of 
subgenres. I think metal in particular is one of the most, has the deepest amount of subgenres, right? So mm -hmm. you just get a plethora of different types of bands and, and music, you know? And with the um, ease of, you know, creating, not just not just creating, but, you know, producing music, you just, there's, there's so much of it, you know? Everybody's very finicky. Ooh, this it's gonna be exactly like this. Uh, <laughs> it's like, okay, you know. Yes, Jay said finicky. <laughs> Very fifty-year-old thing to say. Yeah. Well, I'm not there yet, but I'm the youngest in the band, but boy, I'm coming up behind. Yeah. That Urban Lounge show we played with you guys—that's one of the best shows we played. Oh yeah, that the, was a, the that most was fun. One. I love that show. It was our first show oh, back God. since uh, yeah, since all the COVID bans got lifted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Urban was, Lounge is always good. That was a great show. Oh, we're a great night. Great show. Yeah. Fun. Speaking of, the cover, The Smiths, There is a Light That Never Goes Out. That's the villain cover we're doing. Oh, wow. Will it be hated? <laughs> yes. Do we care? Nope. <laughs> Straight well, up. Well, don't care. First. I mean, yep. I remember Cherim covered uh, Meet His Murder. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, it has been done before. Yeah, it was a tough one because it's like, and when Trent was like... I'm going to pick the happiest of all those songs. And it's like, oh, okay. That's how happy. are we going to how are we going to how are we going to heavy this thing out, you know? Yeah, then Morris is going to catch wind of it and he'll catch you. He'll be like, "Which one of you is not vegan?" And we're going to get Boz to come uh -oh. in and do the do the supporting. We're happy to talk. give you know, the 14 cents that we make off of it. We're happy to give that to whatever whoever <laughs> yeah. whatever again. We have windbreakers because I was chilly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. We did. We gave it to the. We gave you the fourteen cents. We gave it to uh, Robert Smith. He's the one of the Smiths, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Again. I just get the vibe, you know. Family doesn't ever seem like it would ever end. So I'm a big fan of Cox Bar, and those guys are in their seventies. They're buddies. They've been doing it for fifty years now. And they still get together. They're writing new music, surprisingly. Where we were talking through the interview, this is what I'm picturing. Guys that enjoy being around each other. So when you say a semi-hard end, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm always... Is it really that. ever going to be that? And just as you said, it was creative people. You might be done, but you may never be done. You just might be done for that, that time. And then maybe you'll come back and there'll be... Something after chapter five, a new story, but you know, the same characters. I just think the live part of it probably it's harder to do. That. I'm like, whatever, we'll do, I'll just keep going till whatever. Yeah, yeah, I mean, again, right. we're not gonna, I don't think we'll, yeah, to your point, yeah, you can sit on a stool, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all no, acoustic I mean, set. <laughs> yeah, the, no, the villain mob is a real thing, thing, right? That's, that's stool core, hey, canes are hardcore. <laughs> I, I, sh I probably shouldn't have told that story that I pulled a muscle. That's in, yeah. no, I, now. I straight up was like, are you shitting me, really? Why can't I feel my right leg right now? Live no. from the ER. No, yeah. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. It'll go on forever. It's, again, the villain mob's not a shtick. Right. Like, yeah, so we're a family. We, we probably, as a, we spend less time together as a band than we do in... You know, we go to you know family birthday, birthday parties. parties. We spend anniversary. You know, we we're, we're a family. We do everything. You know, again, it's a family. It's a real thing. Right. The villain mob is not just a, a slogan. It's not a marketing thing. It's 
our friends, our family, the people that have been there from day one, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's the villain mob. It's not a shtick, you know, whatever. It's it's that's what we call this group. And uh, it's it's pretty trippy, really, to think like, you know, our daughters, you know, were little kids and now they're coming to shows. And, uh, you know, we've been to weddings and birthdays and funerals and, you know, it's a real deal. That's never going to end. Right. You know? It's gonna yeah, last I think forever. There's a thing about like hardcore, with, like you say it a lot when you're a kid, like the hardcore brotherhood thing. But like, man, it's that's actually really been very true. You know? Well, that's part of what we were saying earlier, right? We may not be able to participate anymore with all these younger bands, but I'm straight up proud, right? Wow. When you, know, you get when you get older a family, and life gets crazier right. and and tougher, and you hit the real existential crises and the crazy stuff that's in store for you, enjoy. Because <laughs> it's coming, you don't get out of it without it, right? Um, I've been doing when, my toes. <laughs> yeah, well, you'll start, you'll jump in the pool pretty soon, my friend. Um, you and to have a brotherhood with you through that is, I mean, you, it's unbelievably important. So, I mean, to all the young kids that are like, you know, giving lip service to hardcore brotherhood, it's it's actually a real thing. It's been real for us, you know. Look at the Brad Barker show. That was, you know, that was it. That was unbelievable. That was people that haven't come to a show in 10 yeah. years, 15 years, 20 years, not to mention the band Search and all those guys. I mean... Yeah, the reunion that almost never was. Well, again, that's, it. you know, again, it's not a shtick, right? It's not a shtick, all the stuff that I said. That's real. Yeah, and you'll go that's through a real this thing. stuff with a group of guys. You'll go through divorces and job losses and stuff that'll bring you to your knees, right? And you'll do that with, with a group of, of good guys. And I consider myself fortunate to be able to have done that, you know? Well, it also shows you Salt Lake City as a whole, right? Brad Barker was a legend, and look at the turnout he got. Oh, yeah. Right? Everybody has said, okay, you, you know, it was a great show. And it's like, that's because of Brad, right? That's That shows you. That's the, you know, that's the Salt Lake scene. That's the hardcore family right there. Yeah, like, be, be good to the people around you. Don't get it, get caught up in the nitpicky nonsense whoever said this and whoever said that you know like uh, yeah. like you know whatever right at the end of the day it's um you know you hold on to your relationships yeah absolutely but very quickly thank you for uh for having yeah, us yeah. and oh, for yes, you course. know for your support you've been uh, absolutely you know you've been behind us from the jump so yeah. oh, absolutely uh, it's yeah. not lost on us right thanks for keeping I mean, the scene alive you're a passionate guy, right? Again, it's oh, yeah. it's a, it's it's fun to see, you know. You, yeah, good for you, and thank you for uh, you know supporting us. You've been there from day one, right? And yeah. I don't know that we really care all that much about what people think. Again, it's for us, but I mean, I I do care what you think for sure. You know, your your opinion matters, and yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I mean. Thanks for the pressure, but... <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say anything. That's all. Just, you know, we appreciate it. Yeah, all I get, all I You're a good guy. Guys. You always have been. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Pleasure was ours. We loved having you Absolutely. on here. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Had a lot thank of fun. You. Hopefully you can edit that into something good. Yeah. <laughs> you can cut about an hour and 15 minutes out of that. So we'll can be we... sure to keep the semi-hard parts in there. <laughs> if you edit yeah. anything, can we edit out the, uh, that I pulled my damn muscle? Let's cut that out. That was the best part of good it. Good Lord. Yeah, that's it. That's a key to it. It's all good. Whatever. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Villain, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks very much.
sums it up <laughs> well, as trent said in the song and as mikey said on the goonies this is our time yeah <laughs> i keep uh, i keep thinking of the uh, goonies when i keep when i see those two words put together in that order <laughs> and also by extension hi-fi murder because oh, nice. they have that they have that song where it's like we're the goonies never say die <clears throat> and uh, but then they also have the this is our time down here it's our time <laughs> Well, I want to first say thank you to Spencer, Trent, Justin, Brad, and Jay uh, for taking the time. Great interview. I will say that after, you know, for me personally, when you get to have a great conversation like that with people, uh, it gives you an even greater appreciation for what it is that they've done in, you know, in their art, in what is villain, what is Mm -hmm. the music villain, what is everything that they put into it. Already enjoyed it, but even a greater joy I get out of it now, a greater appreciation for it. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, as if, uh, as if I have to say that I appreciate the <laughs> right. fuck out of this band. <laughs> I've talked about him a billion times on this show, and it was only a matter of time before we brought him on to be interviewed, and I'm glad that we did. Me too. You know, and but yeah, I just love hearing uh, Trent express his uh, love for this, uh, yeah, for his band, but also the music and the scene and just every everybody he shared every moment with. And you know, they all uh, 
you know, and everybody thinks the same. You know, it's like they uh, kept saying, like, this is our family. This is the, this is our community. This is our connections to everybody. This is what we live for. This is our time. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll say that uh, the interview was long. We had a great time. It was fantastic. Just great conversation. Bunch of guys hanging around talking about a bunch of really cool stuff that we all enjoyed and enjoyed hearing the stories. Mm-hmm. So what you got was definitely a more concise version of it. And if people are interested, <laughs> let me know. And we'll post just the interview. It is considerably longer than what you just got. Oh, yeah. There's a <laughs> lot of bullshit and a lot of funny stories, a lot of uh, semi-hard wizards. <laughs> semi-hard wizards. <laughs> oh, God, I love that. And there is a bit of a... Yeah, there was a bit of an underling with the whole uh, wizard thing and something about them wearing robes. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, uh, yeah, that that uh, kind of went over some people's heads, but off <laughs> off camera, <laughs> off mic, we... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, Justin, uh, Justin, uh, laid it all out for us. It's like, oh, nice. dude, you didn't, uh, oh man, that's funny. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks to those guys. Now I'm going to quickly do an album for time purposes. I'm going to go quick. I wanted to include it on this one. I've been meaning to play the band Short Fuse. Eric played Short Fuse, different spelling. His is with an S in Fuse and two words, Short Fuse. The band I'm talking about, Short Fuse, one word, Fuse with a Z. Uh, They put out Burn the Streets, which is a full length, July 31st of 2022. So both of those releases that we're talking about are 2022 releases. That release, Short Fuse, Burn the Streets, top 10 LP for me. I think it was my number 10, and I really enjoyed it. Played it over on Punkinoy Worldwide. Haven't talked about it here much. Going to play a couple tracks from it so you can check it out in case you didn't hear it over there. Mm -hmm. But because of time purposes, got to go quick. I thought it would be fitting, though, to play it when Eric's playing Short Fuse, though, because I had it planned for a few episodes from now when we didn't have an interview. But be that as it may, here we go. Short Fuse off of Burn the Streets. First track I'm going to play is Stronger. We'll see what you think.
two short fuses have they both come from countries that begin with i that's true i don't remember if i told you or said it out loud i know eric already knows but they're from tel aviv yafo in israel yes you did not say that okay i forgot <laughs> eric and i talked about it earlier but yes that's when they started and 2018 is when this band started so when eric said i think the band started i think he said like 2018 or 20, 20- 2014 so uh, yeah, there is a four-year difference. Right, but you were saying that I think they started at that time, and then you're like, oh, no, that's 2014. I was thinking of oh, this yeah. short fuse. <laughs> well, how, what Wrong do you one. think about that? Right? Yeah, this, uh, yeah, this episode is full of a lot of uh, correlations with things. Absolutely. <laughs> that is so bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the next one. we got to get the show wrapped up. Uh, Eric's got a track to wrap up the show after this, so let's get into it. One more from Short Fuse off of Burn the Streets. The track's called Power of Oi. Come on! Okay. 
Yeah, it sure is. Unless you get those boneheads in there. Yeah, fuck those guys. Yeah, those guys aren't skinheads. <laughs> They're not skinheads. They're Nazis. Right. Yeah, there is a difference. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. I love the positivity. Uh, I love the rock and roll elements of Oi Music. One of the reasons I love it so much, and these guys do a great job of it. And another thing that I like, maybe it's me and maybe not others, but I, I think there is some similarities to their vocals, to their music. To Lion's Law, who is, you know, top one, two, three bands for me personally. So maybe that's why it would rank so high up there. That's what it is. That's my short fuse. Eric had his short fuse. There's two short fuses on this episode, both from a country that starts with an I. Eric, let's wrap up the show. What do you got? Uh, What do I got? I was talking about uh, bands... uh you know, my favorite bands and why I don't have them tattooed on me. Right. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that last episode. <laughs> and, well, it kind of got in my head. It's like, well, now I'm going to play another band that I do have tattooed on me. Nice. I'm not going to specify which one, but that is the hint. They are in my top five favorite bands because I kind of want to uh, sort of give it a surprise. I was uh, playing this album for a friend of mine in the car, and I was like, this is my favorite live album. I bought this live album from a street vendor in Italy, and I was really excited to hear it. And I remember putting it on and just hearing the music just sort of build up, and then the song hits, and I just got so fucking excited. So I want to try and give that to you, listeners. I guarantee you'll know the fucking song. Everyone knows it. And everyone will know this band, but this is just to sort of surprise you. So let's get into it.
Did everybody guess what song this was? <laughs> yeah. Yes, this was from the uh, Rage Against the Machines um, only live album, at least on compact disc, live at the Grand Olympic Auditorium. There is a DVD uh, counterpart to it, which is also pretty awesome. Um, and they do have another, uh, yeah, they do have another live DVD. I believe it's uh, Battle of Mexico City. Cool. Yep, but they haven't released anything since, and. Uh, yeah, we're kind of bummed about that, but they are a band again. They are playing shows again. True. And, you know, hopefully next year they will play the Sick New World Fest in uh, Las Vegas. Fingers fucking crossed. That'll get me <laughs> down there in a fucking instant. I've wanted to see Rage Live so fucking bad. Uh, but this is as close as I'm going to get for now. So, so yeah, like I said, bought this off a street vendor in Italy, listened to it on my little uh, Walkman, and I was hooked. 
And I like this one more than the uh, more than the album version. Possibly more because I <laughs> I like the tuning they play it in. Nice. <laughs> See, in the album, it's played in a, you know a half step down. It's played in E flat standard, but in here they play it in just E standard. You know, and other ones are played in uh, drop D. Uh, Killing in the names played in drop D. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I'm done nerding out. <laughs> I, j- I just ate up all of uh, Tim's bass lines because I wanted to le- learn bullet in the head and uh, and uh, bomb track. I wanted to get those bass lines down because they're so awesome. And they still kick ass. They kick my ass to this day. I'm almost breaking my fingers doing that shit. <laughs> so yeah, Rage Against the Machine, uh, my second favorite band on this planet. And... That is one of my. That was probably my second favorite song. Nice. Yep, I already played my favorite one. It was, yeah, it was on the episode where we interviewed Soldiers of Destruction, awesome. and I also played my favorite villain songs on that episode. Again with the correlation. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this one was intentional, more or less. Well, I want to thank all the guys in Villain again. We got to wrap up the show. Running out of time. The sh- the band or not the band. Uh, first. The show, our show, is found on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Player FM, Podvine, Verbal, and slcpunkcast.com. The bands are found on Instagram at DownsideNCHC, at Bockwurstbude, at Parasocial Club, at Bandit Grindcore, at Soundhoos, at ShortFuse underscore HC, at Villain SLC Hardcore, at ShortFuse.oi. Remember, the first short fuse is an S, second one's a Z. <laughs> at Rage Against <laughs> And the show's at SLC Punkcast. Eric, you're up. All right. You can find me on my Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. That's E-R-I-C. Uh, find my bands Anonymous and Apathetics on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official and at theapathetics.slc. And find us on Facebook at anonymous SLC and at theapathetics. And on Bandcamp at anonymous SLC and theapathetics.bandcamp.com. Check out my other podcast, Lead Melodies, on Instagram at lead, uh, lead Melodies underscore podcast, and on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. Stream the episodes on anchor.fm and follow the SLC Hardcore page on Facebook. And be sure to check out my link tree. That link is on my Instagram profile. Awesome. The bands are found on Facebook at DownsideNCHC, at DBuckBurstBuddha, at Parasocial Club, at Sound Hoose Audio at Short Fuse Roma at Villain SLC at Short Fuse Band at RATM at SLC Punkcast. Once again, thank you to Spencer, to Trent, to Justin, to Brad, and to Jay. Thank you again for all of those guys joining. Great interview. Eric, any final thoughts for a wrap up show? Uh, not entirely. It's just uh, awesome to have Villain on here once again. My favorite local hardcore band, and I'm not blowing smoke up their ass. <laughs> These guys just uh, reach me on a level that no other band I listen to in the city has. So, got to talk about a lot of favorites on this episode, and yes, got to have a lot of uh, correlations. It was pretty awesome. So, thank you guys for listening. This was a very special episode for me and Brit and. For me, mainly. (laughs) Play the fucking outro.